that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 243. We are that podcast that talks about anime, corresponding games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And right now we are doing a taped episode because due to the holidays at work, I have to work a 1 to 10 shift tomorrow. So I figure, you know, if I'm able to get everybody together, we'll give you a taped episode for to listen to now. And if not, there will be an episode on the feed as well as an encore episode, something like that. So we're chilling, you know, relaxing. No studio audience, but it would be kind of fun. But we got some good stuff going. Um, we aren't live tonight. Uh, week of November 23rd, 2015 here on the VOG Network. Uh, we're here Tuesdays back at our standard time of 9.30 p.m. Eastern. With replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Um, if we were live, we would tell you to check out our interactive chat room at live.botnetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, ChatZilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. There is an IRC link that will take you to the chat. And, um, and if you're listening right now, go on head on into the chat. We have some people there, so they'll probably be talking about some of the stuff that we're discussing. And what I'll try to do is monitor the chat, and if there's any interesting up that comes up, we'll talk about it on next week's show. So, uh, let's see what else. Uh, don't forget to listen to other cool stuff on the VOG Network. Um, no check-ins uh, tonight, because I won't be near my computer to do it if I could. And don't forget to swing by the forums where every week uh, Ari will post the summary of every episode. So we definitely want to hear from you and know what you think of the episode so we can talk about it on following episodes. So that's pretty much the gist of it. So <sighs> how is everybody? Nah. I guess we're all in agreement, huh? Uh-huh. Pretty much. Mm. All right. You know what? Let's go ahead and kick things off with... How was your week? How was your day? Let's go ahead and start with my man over here, Ari. Uh, well, let's see. I haven't gotten paid yet. That's next week. Mm. I'm still hanging on to a good part of my money as it is, so that's not too bad. That's good. Huh? This past week, I saw Mockingjay Part 2. Oh, yeah? Which was really good, but the only problem was that we had some some assholes next to us who were really disruptive. You know, they were talking on their cell phones. They had, mm-hmm. and the one guy had this uh, functional phone. Every time he got a text message, you blink loudly. Oh yeah. But uh, also this weekend, I went up and helped uh, Mako Chan move. That's good. I'm glad you were able to help her because I couldn't make it this uh, this time around. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was still kind of sore the day after from helping her move. Mm. Yeah, up and down stairs is not fun. Aren't you on the first floor? Nope. No. What, what floor are you on? I'm on the second floor. That's not so bad, but you just can't play DDR. Nope. <coughs> but yeah, that's how uh, things were going for me. Okay, cool. Alright. Mako chan, how was your week and how was your day? I moved. <laughs> I didn't say I mooed. I moved, so dumbass. You, so you moved. 
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, on top of all of that, being in the cold and then in the heat and then in the cold and then in the heat, um, yeah, my cold is coming back. That's not good. No, I had gotten it down to basically just a cough, and unfortunately my coughs can usually last, you know, a month or more. But now I'm starting up with the cough and the chest congestion and all of that fun stuff again. Mm. And on top of that, um, just getting ready for Thanksgiving. I think we all are more or less. Yeah, trying to uh, get everything settled in the new place. And uh, yeah, so yesterday... Um, <coughs> we, uh, I left the cats at the old place overnight. So mm-hmm. everything was moved on Saturday. And then Sunday, we went to go pick up the cats. Um, in 24 hours, Damien has basically become a bigger cutter, cuddle slip than he was. Mm-hmm. He won't leave my bed at all unless I walk. And then he follows me. And Storm is basically hiding under the bed. And she rarely, if ever, comes out. I don't even know if she ate last night. So, yeah. it's It's been interesting. Mm. And until the two of them calm down, I'm a little bit frantic. I don't think it's going to be so, so bad. I say give it another couple days. Everything's going to be all good and dandy. Yeah, I just gotta, I just gotta wait for it. Yeah, definitely. Also, I made some stuff for Malco. Yeah, I saw it. That was pretty cool of you. Yeah, so I got a big giant cookie that said "Welcome Home," and then he made little cookies that had the uh, the Sailor Moon Planet symbols on it. <laughs> it was supposed to be, you know, <coughs> Tetris blocks because I, you know, got the dough like mash up on a ball. I got the grate like press it down. But, you know, like a cooling rack? Yeah. And try to cut them up like that? Dough wasn't having it. So I figured, ah, fuck it, I'll just call an audible. (laughs) But I'm glad everyone liked them. Yeah, they're really good. I think the only ones... I think the only thing left now was the big giant one. So I'm... Yeah, I'm... Slowly just taking pieces off of that. (laughs) Just pack money away across it, huh? Basically. Fair enough. Alright. My weekend days consists of me of work, work, work. Which is not bad. I really can't complain. Um, there's been some tension and rivalry between the... <coughs> between the day shift and the night shift, but... That happens with a lot of places. You got one crew kind of beefing with the other crew. You know, it, it it happens. I call it sibling rivalry. Um, I think that's basically has been it. Um, except that I'm working uh, six days this week, most likely, because uh, one of my uh, co-workers, he can't eat because he has things to do with his family, so he can't work that shift, so... I'm picking up that shift, coming home, sleeping for two hours, going back, and working on Black Friday shift. Ouch. 
I just haven't decided which uh, Wawa mug to break out, the green one <laughs> or the black one. I go with the black one. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going with the black one. <clears throat> I'm actually thinking I'm going to rinse it out and show up with it on Thursday. <coughs> and just relax when I get home and then hop right back on the train. But let's, get, let, let's do this shit, you know? It kind of sort of kills my plans to shop on Thursday, but there really wasn't anything I was going to buy that I wanted, you know? Yeah, now that I don't have to, uh, once again get another phone, I will probably, uh, just be hanging out at home. Hmm. Yeah, I, I did want to pick up the new 3DS. It's like 179 when I have a Target card, so I'd say 5%, but I'm like, eh, we'll see. I already paid off one one bill, so you know I don't need to keep skyrocketing the other. Uh huh. Mm. Oh, but I oh, oh yeah, I did pick up a new book bag for myself on on Friday. So, well, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's an awesome leather book bag. It's probably the pleather, but it's uh -huh. really nice and strong and it's durable. And it looks like the classic Nintendo Entertainment System. That's awesome. cool. At the bottom, there's like the buttons for power reset and controller one and controller two. And inside, there's like a there's like a section for my for my uh, Surface tablet and another section for like notes. So I carry it around. It's like it really really feels lightweight. So I think this is one of my better buys I've gotten. I think I'll consider it like an early Christmas gift for myself, more <laughs> or less. Which reminds me, I gotta go ahead and hit the buy button on my Amazon um, shopping cart so I can start doing the shopping for the rest of y'all, so. Yeah, I had a thought for gifts for the two of you, and I don't know if it's gonna go over well, so I don't know if I'm gonna do that or not. Well, would that require, would that mean I might have to hang you from a tree? Uh, no, it would require requesting a day off, though. Mm. And then I don't know if either one of you would be interested in it, so I don't know. What is it? I'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Let's, all right, so... Let's go ahead and take our quick break, and when we get back, we're going to get down to business. So, some some pretty interesting stories that we've come across, so... And wait a minute. I just realized I put one article on here twice. Yep. But, um, let me remove that. Yep. Well, it's not the... Well, the, the articles we need to talk about are on here, but I just didn't realize I had posted one twice while I was getting the uh, outline together. Eh, double post. No big deal. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we'll be back. Wait, let me adjust the volume. There we go. And we'll be back.
right, so, you know, I'm starting to like the, um, you okay? Yeah. All right. Barely. <sighs> you are never all right. Never. Yeah. As I was saying, uh, I was about to say, I'm, I've gotten used to, I'm starting to get used to the whole, uh, single song break, um, in the first section of the show. I think it kind of fits better. Uh. Alright, Maka, why don't you take the first story, since I know... I figured you would be giving me this one. Because you, you are, um, you, this is your series, so... Yep. So, um, Fushigi Yugi is getting its first stage musical. And, uh, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. It's going to be the first of two parts. Mm. And it's going to be called uh, Fushigi Yugi Ake no Show, uh, which is Fushigi Yugi Vermilion Chapter. Mm. It's going to open in Tokyo's Owl Spot Theater on April 8th. And will run until April 17th with a total of 15 performances. Um, while the company Ami Pro worked on three previous stage play productions of Fushigi Yugi, this will be its first musical adaptation. Um, former Morning Musume, uh, Musume member and current. How the hell do you say that? Uh, Reina Lo- Tanaka? Love Vendor. Oh, Lavender? Lavender. Lavender. Just say love and vendor. Lavender or something like that. Okay. I'm thinking Tetris, you know? Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, but basically, um, Rina Takanaka, Tanaka, uh, is going to be playing the lead role of Miyaka. Hmm. This is going to be her first stage production since graduating from Morning Musume. Um, she's a self-proclaimed fan of the original manga. And she's excited over playing Miyaka. Mm. <coughs> um, so there's going to be a couple of people that are going to be reprising their roles from previous stage, uh, from the previous stage adaptation. So that's going to be uh, Hirano as Tamahome, uh, Aikawa as Nakago. Uh, Miyagi as Noriko, uh, Kotani as Tatsuki, and uh, Daiki is uh, Chiriko. Mm. Um, Kotaro Yoshi, uh, Yoshitani, uh, who's done Alice in the Country of Hearts musical and the Hitalia Singing in the World musical, is directing this and also writing the script. Um... And then it's talking about Viz publishing the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they produced a stage play of Fushigi Yugi in March, focusing on Tamahome and starring Golden Bomb band member Yutaka Kian. Um, and it was the first stage play adaptation of the manga not produced by Ami Pro. And this is from uh, Nelki Planning. Mm. Um, and then the manga ran from 92 to 96 and the prequel ran from 03 to 13 and yeah so uh, 
I'm looking forward to this. I knew that they had done, you know, regular stage play because they basically do stage plays of everything nowadays. But I'm kind of excited for an actual musical stage play. Mm. Now, here's my question. Um, Will there be a song from Miyaka just singing Tamahome's name over and over and over and over? Uh, <laughs> like from uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Something like that. And a song, song about Ramona? Yeah. Um, That's probably a possibility. There's also probably a possibility of a song called Baka. <laughs> or a song called No Da. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, considering how, met, how many... Um, songs came out of the anime series. Um, I'm actually surprised that it took this long for them to do a musical. Well, the old school classic animes are coming back. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they will adapt any of the anime's uh, songs. <clears throat> either the opening or the ending or, you know, some of the character songs, because as you said, there is a song um, uh, with Noda. Basically, that's most of the song. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ari, grab the next one, my friend. Okay. Uh, Marvel's... At- <clears throat> Marvel's Avengers get a Korean adaptation with Avengers K. Marvel is offering its fans a fresh new way to follow their favorite heroes with Avengers K, a collaborative effort with Korean publisher Daewon CI that tells the first battle between Ultron and the Avengers as told by South Korean manhwa writers and artists. Said David Grable, Marvel SVP, the Senior Vice President of Print and Digital Publishing, Partnered with Day One, Marvel is poised to introduce the international comic book community a bold reimagining of one of the most iconic Avengers stories ever told through a vibrant and action-packed pa- manhwa format presented for our English-speaking fans for the very first time. The, pr- the, first volume, uh, the first volume of the five-volume series will be released May 24, 2016, and is available for pre-order on Amazon. Spanning 168 pages, the comic is written by Si Hyun Pak, with, with art by Wu Bin Choi and Jae Sung Lee, <clears throat> Min, Min Ju Lee, Jae Wung Lee, He Yi Choi, Ji Hee Choi, and In Yong Lee. Hmm. And on the cover, it shows, you know, Ultron at the top with uh, Ant Man being the more prominent one, with uh, Iron Man and Captain America off to the back, with and that's the Vision and the Wasp with them. But part of me thought it was going to be, before I actually looked at it, I kind of thought it would be part of the, uh, I guess, a retelling of the Age of Ultron movie. But no, that's no. not the case. It looks like it's, it's taken more from the current from from the manga, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if they're going to put. Well, I, I, I guess it's not really fair to say which one of the Avengers are going to put in because half of the Marvel universe has been part of the Avengers at one point. 
Yeah. But we're not... Except but, for Spider-Man. Yeah. No, he has two. Oh, okay. One in arcade or another. But we're not seeing, you know, guys like Thor, not seeing Iron Man. One, not, not Thor, Hulk, that's the other one. And uh, no Black Widow either. But, uh, you know, we've only got one volume of it so far, so who knows what can happen. I might have to check it out. Now, we've heard of this happening where an anime series comes to the States and it's edited. The only time it's not edited if it's on, like, Toonami's, like, Midnight Run or if it's going directly to DVD or streaming or something like that. There is a new series coming out. Or not really new, but... It's called Yokai Watch. Uh, I've played the demo of the game, and I really couldn't get into it, but maybe because I was tired at the time, I was like, yeah, no. But they're making uh, changes in the English dub adaptation of the series. Um, Who's got the dub rights for it? Disney. Huh. So there should be no surprise there, because it, they did edits in Doraemon. Yeah, but those were more cultural than anything else. True. Some of these are just odd. Well, I don't think it's odd per se, but... Like, for example, there's a scene where it shows a bunch of girls, you know, in bikinis. Uh Now, in the English version of it, they're not wearing bikinis. They're wearing one-pieces... And some of them have, like, shawls around their legs and so forth. Now, I, I, I get it. I, I get the edits. Because Yokai Watch, I mean, it's like a 10, 11-year-old kid, you know, as the, as the main protagonist of the series. So you got to kind of keep things kind of chill. Because between you and me, I don't think I would be too thrilled of watching a cartoon where the kids are running or the female character girls are running around in like bikinis like this now Why? it's no, no, no. at a water park true if the most of these kids are running around in bikinis true i know i, I know but it's more like watching from the aspect of it from being animated you know I I, I, I I still don't get it. I mean, I, mean, I get it. They're like, not they're not very revealing. There's no cleavage or anything like that. Uh, it's not like they're wearing thong bikinis or anything like that. It's just females in bikinis. And I'm sorry, most of these, you know, most of these kids probably have moms mm-hmm. or sisters that are wearing bikinis if they go down the street girls are going to be wearing less clothing than these you know than the animated girls are yeah. but on the you same- know I, I can i can understand you know maybe wanting to make them into one pieces but to still have them at a water park and have them in shorts and sliding down slides and stuff like that that doesn't make any sense well like i said i mean i get it now, maybe because, you know, I'm watching it on regular television, you know, it's like that. Now, if I'm sitting there watching, like, the fan subs of it, it wouldn't, I guess, it, w- it wouldn't make a difference. You know, I'm like I said, I, I get both sides of it and why they did it, you know. 
At least the edits look nice, you know. It's, yeah. It's not like they just, you know, hastily just drew on, you know, some digital clothes on You know what uh, I mean? This is a game that Nintendo was putting out. You best believe they're going to be, they're going to take extra care. Now... Then, yeah, then, but sometimes they're just really sloppy, and these at least look, you know, plausible. Like, if someone had told me that, like, they weren't edited, if no one had told me that they were edited, I wouldn't have, I would have uh, bought it as, okay, this is what it originally looked like. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, there is another scene where it shows a bunch of muscly guys, you know, working out in the Japanese version. Um, and the English version... They put Guy Fieri instead. It's not Guy Fieri. True. It's some kind of cooking show. Yeah. The whole thing is, you know, it's it's little monsters that get into things. Mm-hmm. So the whole episode is basically, you know, a bunch of kids, boys, watching all of these girls... You know, and watching them and being excited, obviously. Right. And in the Japanese version, it's, you know, the the little monster thingy, the yokai, completely changes, you know, what they're watching to be the complete opposite of what they're watching. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, girls in bikinis, it's guys in, you know, little speedos. So now in... The Western version, it's girls in, you know, tank tops and shorts changing into a chef. Because mm-hmm. okay. logic. I mean, if they're going to go ahead and edit the girls to, you know, fully clothe them... Why not just put, you know, spandex biker shorts on these guys since, you know, they're riding bikes instead of, you know, just completely changing it to something that they had to animate? Hmm. You feel like they're getting all worked up over nothing. I don't think anything about getting worked up. I mean, I... No, it's just like... It's supposed to be the opposite. And, you know, a bunch of girls having fun, the opposite is not a chef. The opposite would be a bunch of guys having fun. So if you're going to go ahead and fully clothe all of these bikini-clad girls, then put clothes on these guys. And there you go. That's the end of it. In other words, it needs to go both ways. Exactly. I mean, if it, you know, I don't see anything wrong with the girls in bikinis. As I said, they're not revealing. Um, the macho men one, yeah, it's a little small. He's got his ass hanging out. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to just go, just go ahead and keep what's there and put clothes on the guys too. End of story. Don't actually create something, you know, so that you're not scaring kids. Because I'm sorry if, you know, if you can clothe women and it's not going to scare kids, clothing these muscular guys isn't going to scare kids either. It's not going to hurt their brains. It's not going to do crap like that. 
Because not for nothing, as, you know, the author of this thing put, the very last thing he said was, uh, you know, on the other hand, hand-drawn images of muscular guys in skimpy clothes are clearly a threat to mental stability. I should know, having grown up on this. And it's the He-Man opening theme. <laughs> True. <coughs> but I tell you what, though. If, it, if it, this wasn't being shown on Disney... If it was another channel, it probably the, the edits probably wouldn't even came down like this, or at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think Disney went way overboard. I don't think the girls needed to have that much clothing edited onto them, and I don't think it needed to be you know a completely brand new scene. For the Switch. I don't know. I, I'm kind of iffy about the Switch. I mean, the other scenes... Okay, I, I mean, like I said, I get that, you know. But as for the the, the scene switch... Uh, 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 you know... Uh, uh, that That's the best way I can describe my thoughts on it. It seems like it caused more problems than it stopped. Probably more than likely. It just seems, you know, too much. No, it is a great and powerful Disney, so... Yeah, well... Alright, um... Moving on. Well, this next one is something that's definitely right up your alley, so we're definitely two for two. Mako? Uh, had... Yeah, sorry. Oh, did you mute was... right before you sneezed? Yeah, I was coughing up a lung. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Japan's two Sanrio theme parks are holding a one-day event on December 4th filled with shows, special events, and your favorite characters. The best part is it's not going to cost anything to get in. Um, so Senrio, uh, Pearl Land in Tokyo, and Harmony, Harmony Land in Oedo are two of the best places to find all your favorite Senrio characters. The theme parks have a number of attractions and shows for Hello Kitty, My Melody, and Bad Bats Maru fans. On a normal day, the price for adults to get into the park is about $27 at Pearl Land and a little bit less at Harmony Land. However, there's one day a year when Sanrio wants to give back to all of their wonderful fans. The theme parks call it the Sanrio Thanks Party, and along with hosting a number of special events and shows, admission is free for everyone on that day. Uh, there's also going to be special meet and greets for many of the characters, charity auctions, and special merchandise created just for the Thanks Party. Um... At Paro Land, there's going to be autograph opportunities with uh, Sanrio designers who will draw fans an autograph picture of some of the beloved characters, including My Melody, Cinnamon Roll, uh, Gudetama, and of course, Hello Kitty. Mm. Uh, it's going to be held December 4th, which also, uh, which almost perfectly lines up with the grand opening of Paro Land 25 years ago, which is December 7th. 
Uh, coincidentally, the thanks party will also mark the beginning of the 25th anniversary celebration of the theme park, which will have limited edition merchandise, special food items, and a brand new parade called the Miracle Gift Parade. Um, yeah, so they're doing really cute pastas with uh, brightly colored noodles, um, onion ring towers, and a burger with what looks like either blue mayo or ketchup. Interesting. Um, but it's all, you know, really bright, colorful. The food is all really bright and colorful. So, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be cool. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what anniversary merchandise comes out of it. You want some stuff from it, don't you? I like bats. Mm. I like bats and Choco Kitty. It's a freaking evil penguin. How can you not like an evil penguin? Point taken. Okay. This next story makes me a little giddy. Just a little. Ari, this one's all on you, my friend. Ari? Did we lose him? Oh, shit. Whoops. I was uh, coughing and uh, forgot to have the mic muted. All right, no problem. Sorry about that. <clears throat> anyway, police in Japan arrest five men connected with illegal, connected with illegal upload of One Piece manga and translations. Mm. So, One Piece follows the adventures of Luffy and his crew, but currently sail the seas searching for treasure and sailing once to step ahead of the authorities. Maybe the group of the five men should have taken notes on the last part since they were recently arrested by the anti-cybercrime division of the Kyoto Prefectural Police. One Piece runs and publishers Shalitia Weekly Shonen Jump, and every week new editions of the manga anthology have been printed and shipped to distributors. As such, the magazines pass through a few people's hands before they hit newsstands, and one such individual is 69-year-old Takehisha Hidaki, who lives in Yashiyoshi in Saitama, who mm-hmm. works for a shipping company. In late October, his company received the shipment of copies of this year's Volume 49 of Weekly Shonen Jump, which had an on-sale date of November 2nd. The company was supposed to distribute these to other delivery companies, but police claim it. Hidaki pilfered one copy and passed it off to a group of four unnamed Chinese men living in Japan. Including the initial was the was chapter 805 of One Piece, and on October 29th, still four days ahead of when the issue was supposed to be available to the public, the chapter was uploaded to Manga Panda with its text translated to English. Roughly two weeks later, on November 13th, the police made their move and arrested Hidaka, along with the Chinese nationals, on charge of violating copyright law. Hidaka denied any part in infringement, asserting all he did was give them a magazine. Guilt by association. Luffy himself has not commented on the matter. Likely to the difficult position he occupies, 
King of the Pirates, Pirates and an anti-manga piracing spokes character. And yeah, there's a link to a article of, I guess, Luffy denouncing pirates or something. Like, I, uh, copyrighted infringement or something I, like that. I think we talked about that last year. It's like manga anime guardians, and it's a little image of uh, Naruto, uh, Conan, Luffy, and uh, I believe that's Aaron. Ye Aaron Yeager, among others, like, sitting at a little bar, a little restaurant eating. You guys see it, right? Yes, I do. Well, I'm glad they got arrested, but my thing is, did you have to use low-quality manga such as One Piece? I mean, there are better quality anime, I mean, mangas you can get arrested for, 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 scam, for distributing. I mean, come on. You're a ninja, um, aren't you? Yes. No, I think there was uh, the article. There was another article. I don't remember now where I found it, but they're actually just cracking down on everybody doing it because I don't remember now which manga it was. Um, whether it was might have been uh, One Punch Man. Mm -hmm. um, but two people were arrested for doing that. They're big time, big time cracking down on uh, scanners. Mm. This just happened to be the first one that popped up. Sounds about right. Uh, so I guess you're taking the next one, yeah, Roma. Yeah, this one, this one came up uh, through my feed, like on Facebook earlier, like a few days ago. So I'm like, this is interesting because I think we kind of relate to this on a on a, on a good level, one way or another. Just waiting for the article to load. Loading, loading. Okay. As geek culture assimilates, otaku remain outcasts. So, it, as part of the story goes here, geek is now mainstream, which is something I think most of us kind of knew for a few years. Uh, several yeah, we were doing it before it came cool. Yeah. We were getting our asses kicked for it, too, so... Huh. Geek is now mainstream. Several of the most successful movies in the world and most popular shows on television are adaptations of comic books and sci-fi novels. Multiple programmings and unscripted quote-unquote reality shows featuring geek interests that aren't belittled for it. Bars are springing up across the nations that, that cater to what we like. I mean, tabletop, card, board, video game. I mean, like, we have... We have Barcade. I mean, come on. That's the original right there. But the interesting thing is that anime and manga doesn't even, part, doesn't even really count as part of that. And... People who like them don't count it either, unless it have to be something else that already does count. Sort of like anime and manga is like the rap and country part of I like all music except rap and country. Your Brendan Mill self-professed geek is likely to be aware of the latest developments in comics by Marvel, DC Image, cartoons like Steven Universe, 
programming like Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, and video games like World of Warcraft. But when it comes to talk about the latest developments in anime and manga, not many people know what's going on as with um, Adult Swim. There has never been an anime included in a loot crate. Well, I believe they now have an anime crate now. There is a full anime crate, mm-hmm. and that is actually false. Because I think October's loot crate was called Capture and had a Pikachu beanie in it. Mm. And over here, there was there's also a cosplay crate as well. Mm. There's crates for everything. Yeah. I just got my Magic the Gathering crate uh, the other day. Mm. That's cool. And it, you know, as as Arkle saying, there's never been a loot crate from for anime, and the only manga to the, that was in a was in there was part of a Titanfall bundle. It was Attack on Titan. Her 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 her. See, if you walk into a comic book, comic book store on new on new release day, which is Wednesday, to see a section of this week's manga releases, most likely you won't that you won't see that many because. Normal comics come out on a weekly basis. Manga, nowadays, most manga come out in a monthly serial, and it's here and there. Well, that's that's just it. Mm-hmm. When you talk about manga, mm-hmm. manga gets released as a, like a, a compilation yeah. in a bigger magazine. Cause... They're not going to do, you know, a comic a week kind of thing. As you said, they pu- they pile everything together, and you know, once a month you might get something. Well, but they, every week there's something in like a compilation magazine. Well, but, but remember, it, it used to be that way. It used to be you could go to the comic shop and pick up weekly manga uh, titles and so forth. Because you have one title coming out this week, one title coming out that week. Trust me, I have, I have like three, four, I have like what three comic book bins full of that full, full of classic stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Pretty much, the, the story is is this: is that it's okay to be a geek, but say you're an otaku, people look at you funny. I think if we would stop calling ourselves otaku, we might it might change. Because to me, I'm a geek of video games. I'm a geek of computers. I'm a geek. Of anime or something like that. I, I'm like I consider myself like a jack of all trades type geek. I don't see myself as a otaku. You know, yeah, you'll come over to my house and you'll see Ron but one have stuff on my walls, but it's like it's it's my fandom. It's what I like. It's not a big deal. You know. Yeah, I think everybody's got at least one series that mm-hmm. you know you can walk into their room and go, oh, okay, you like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, with you, it's in, you yeah. know, in quote unquote normal society, right? Well, it's, no, no, everybody, it's no, no, not, it's not, not even that. that. No. It's not that Ari, no. No, I mean, you know, I don't have a problem with saying that I'm an otaku, but as Ranma said, it's more along the lines of a jack of all trade. I'm, you know, I'm more than a geek. Because there are some geekdoms that I'm very, very passionate about that, you know, if something, if somebody does get something wrong, I do, you know, appreciate educating them. I'm not going to berate them, Mm -hmm. but I do want to educate them because, you know, 
they may never know that they got something wrong unless something does, unless, you know, somebody comes and says, hey, you know, that's actually not right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, that's, that's not just a geek. That, that's a little bit more than that. I've got no problem calling myself an otaku. And, you know, I'm a functioning otaku. Yes. We are that generation of otaku where we can actually go out, live a life, and do stuff, you know, interact with people. Honestly, I don't like using the word otaku around, you know, fam- family and whatnot, mostly because... Mostly because they wouldn't understand what the word means, and See, then I would have to, you know, waste time trying to explain it to them, and it's just going to go completely over their goddamn heads. See, I'm just selective about using the word otaku in general. I mean, there was a time where I'm like, yeah, I'm an otaku. Now it's like I don't count myself as one. It's sort of like when you say you're a brony, but it's like, yeah, I'm a fan of MLP, but I don't consider myself a brony. I mean, you considered yourself a brony. When it first came out. And now? And now you've calmed down with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just, you know, once you, when you first get into a series, oh, this is great, this is great, this is great. And you finally calm down. But when you get to be so annoying with it, Mm -hmm. like, I, I would definitely say that when you started first watching My Little Pony... Um, you were definitely a My Little Pony otaku. Yeah, because I was berating you, practically berating you to watch the series, because I'm like, this is right up your rally. You got on my fucking nerves. <laughs> and and I, I was extremely annoyed at some of it, because, you know, you sat there and forced me to watch an episode, which I didn't want to watch, and the other people that were watching the episode were not happy because obviously I'm not paying attention and, you know, I didn't want to even be there in the first place. And I mentioned that to you, but I mean, yes, now I enjoy the series, but I will say most of the episodes I could definitely do without. So we kind of came full circle. No, (laughs) I said kind of, sort of, no, because it's not the series that I like for My Little Ponies. It's some of the characters. That's what I meant. Yeah, I could do without most of the main six. If they all fell off of, you know, Equestria, I would have no issues with it. Wow. Yeah. That's what so, happens after a while. After you, well, with anything really, you, you start finding the background or auxiliary characters to uh, get behind. The ones you don't see very often. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like just like some of the other series out there. Um, yes, I like Steven Universe, but if it's not a plot episode, it is boring to me. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of shows like that, so you know... I don't know. I get it. I get it. Meanwhile, I will be that asshole with Doctor Who. You don't say. I, my whole thing is with, say, My Little Pony. I had watched a few episodes and didn't like it. 
And to be berated about, you know, continuing to watch it even though I didn't like it, that's what annoyed me. When somebody has not watched Doctor Who at all, I do like to make a suggestion and say, hey, at least watch this episode. At least watch this episode. If you don't like it after that, that's fine. I will never bother you again. But don't say you don't like something when you haven't even, you know, attempted to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. Because I was that person that read the Twilight series just so I could say, no, this shit is a piece of crap. Still suffering. And maybe that does make me an otaku. Because I will go ahead and I will, you know, I will do something like that just so I can say, you know what, no, I did it, but it still sucks. Or no, I did it and it's great. You're right. And, you know, there are, like with, with Sailor Moon, I'm very, very into Sailor Moon. No shit, really? I think we all are to different degrees. And I will say this. I don't think that somebody that can spend hours at a time trying to perfect a costume of their favorite character, I don't think that they cannot call themselves an otaku. I get that. And I mean, I'm not saying in a negative, you know, in a negative light, but there are people that will spend 50, 60, 70 hours on one costume to get it perfect. And if you are that dedicated to perfection, if you are that dedicated to a show or that dedicated to a character, you are definitely more than just a fan and you are definitely more than just a geek. And that's not a bad thing. And I think that's what people need to get over. Okay. This kind of sounds like an extended version of, can't we all just get along, you know? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how much of, like, how much of a fan you are. I mean, it's, it's, it's the job of Uber fans to impart their knowledge onto those just coming into the fandom. Mm. But not in an annoying way. Okay, uh, let's see, let's grab this, well, let's see, let me adjust this, see, normally at this point we go ahead and do the open forum topic and we would discuss, you know, what the topic is, but, but given that, there we go, but given, you know, since it is Thanksgiving and I usually ask a similar question like this, you know, every year more or less since I started this. Um, I think this is something we can all easily answer, have a pretty good discussion about. I call it Gobble Gobble. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and we're just wondering what your favorite Thanksgiving food is. So, 
Let, 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 let's start with the biggest turkey of them all, Mako-chan. Oh, har, har, har. <laughs> what? Well, I like the bowl. <laughs> or should I say, the connoisseur of the kitchen, Mistress Makoto. Mm-hmm. What what is your what is one of your favorite Thanksgiving foods? Um I would have to say homemade stuffing. As, you know, actual food food. Mm. I you know, I'm not really big into you know, kneading roast turkey. I'm not really big into like I don't do cranberry sauce. I'm not, you know, and then mashed potatoes and everything else, I, you know, I can have that whenever I want. Mm -hmm. But homemade stuffing, you know, in the turkey while it's cooking, which, you know, now they're saying, oh, no, you shouldn't do that because of bacteria. It, you know, it hasn't killed me yet. And I find it delicious. Um, but, yeah, the, the things that I don't get very often... Um, sometimes we make stuffed mushrooms and it's not something that's made very often. So, like, I will devour stuffed mushrooms. Mm. And then, of course, dessert. And me, of course, I'm not into... <sighs> I'm not into the traditional Thanksgiving pies. Mm -hmm. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like, you know, apple pie or anything like that. Nope, it's chocolate cream pie. Mm. Just chocolate pudding in a pie shell covered in whipped cream. And it's Sound, delicious. Sounds just fine. I mean, no one says you have to have, you know, pumpkin pie. No, it's just, it's not very traditional for what you think of for Thanksgiving dessert. But it's one of the only desserts that I eat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because, you know, everybody, oh, you know, here, here's an apple pie. Oh, you know, oh, here's a coconut cream pie. Oh, here's a pumpkin pie. And I just sit there going, where's the chocolate? <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Hmm, okay. All right, what about you, Ari? Honestly, it's mostly the uh, stuffing and the uh, cranberry sauce. Hmm. <clears throat> past couple of years, you know, because of how shitty things have gone around here with my and the uh, <clears throat> attitudes of my, I think some of my family take, especially around the holidays, I've really developed an aversion to a uh, turkey. Not not just the you know the Thanksgiving style turkey, just you know turkey in general. I'm starting to like it a lot less. Okay. See, I don't always have like Thanksgiving dinners and stuff like that. I don't have like non thanks I rarely have non thanks I really have I rarely have Thanksgiving type foods like throughout the entire year. But if there was a food, you know, that I really would enjoy, it would have to be turkey uh turkey wings. Growing up, you know, I had that opportunity, you know, in my household, you know, my great grandma, Lord rest her soul, you know, would, would put would 
cook up turkey wings, you know, and I eat them like nobody else's business, you know, and then down the line here comes Thanksgiving, you know, so it's this and it's that, you know, it's something I really enjoyed. It's like my one um, food, you know, it, that's the, my, that's like my, my one thing, you know, so that's my my type of food that I really love the most. And I have watched him eat it. And it's kind of scary. <laughs> it is not that bad. Dude, I was talked to by my mother who made a comment the last time you were at, the, uh, you were at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh? Just that you definitely enjoy your... Uh, <laughs> Your turkey. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we've posted anything from the, uh, like the barbecue weekends and stuff that we do, but Ranma has a tendency to uh, suck the bones dry. Pretty much. And yeah, I've seen him eat wings before. Yeah, but not something this big. And he gets into it. And it's just kind of disturbing. <laughs> <coughs> to register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, roll. But yeah. Well, you know, that's all I have to say. Yeah, you definitely enjoy your turkey. Yeah. The cool, um... Um, what's his name from Family Guy? Peter Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> so is it time for the really fucked up part of the show yet? Yep. When is it time for the most fucked up part of the show? I mean, come on. God. So right. I guess Mako and I will argue over the uh, first and third articles. <laughs> I just want I wanna, to. I, I want to take the third article. Just so you know, I hate you both. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'll take. I'll take the first one after it. Uh, Go. actually decides to load. Go for it. Uh, is this the right one? Yeah. University student arrested for throwing eggs from condo balcony. Police in Kawasaki, Kanagawa Prefecture, have sent a 22-year-old university student to prosecutors after he was arrested on suspicion of throwing raw eggs at commercial facilities and onto railroad tracks. The, <clears throat> the student, who attends Keio University, one of Japan's most prestigious private education institutions, has admitted to throwing eggs at a total of seven times between October and November from his high-rise condo in Kawasaki. The man was quoted by police saying he was stressed out from continuously failing at job hunting. Ah, so he was unemployed. Any surprise there? Nope. Also, to be honest with you, that's some kind of amateurish bullshit to get arrested for. It was better throwing at eggs... At least for the college people. Better throwing eggs and attacking somebody. Oh, dear God. What? The, um comments. His expectations were too high. 
Boo. Your comment was excellent, sir. But, but, but. I see, I see he wasn't hard-boiled about his exams, but finding work was too exhausting. Then he went off the wall. <laughs> but, yeah. what's up, but what's I up guess those people are really proud of those puns, aren't they? But what's up with these egg-based puns? Someone could have gotten hurt, and that's no yolk. Oh, God fucking damn it. <laughs> yeah. Poor little Edward getting stressed. Boy's mind must be scrambled. Now he will have shell-shocked. Double major, poetry, science, and physics. These companies need to make more jobs available or they might egg on the wrong person. Mm. He was exactly especially destined for his experience. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the guy has cracked. hey -oh! Really? <laughs> Can you feel me giving a finger to you from where I'm sitting right now? Maybe. Yeah, anyway. <coughs> and now this is the part of the show where I curse you both out and like I hate you and do my cartman of I hate you guys. I uh -huh. hate you guys. <sighs> Earlier this week, our heart, it seems that KFC has hamburgers in Japan. No chicken or frying involved. This just makes me want to get go to Chick-fil-A now. Earlier this week, our hearts were Kentucky fried a flutter over news that KFC will be soon be opening an all-you-can-eat buffet in Osaka. But as it turns out, that's, the, that's not the only big development for the restaurant chain. Right now, the world's most popular fried chicken outfit has added something to the menu of its Japanese restaurants that we never, that you never thought KFC would add. Hamburgers. It has been an interesting year in the Japanese hamburger arena, as reigning champ McDonald's has struggled through one of its toughest years to date in the country. The Golden Arches are trying to regain their footing with localized tasty temptations like Anko Sweet Bean Pies. But the time is right for other chains eat McDonald's lunch by providing meals to its customers who have been avoiding the burger behemoth. Against that backdrop, KFC Japan recently rolled out its new coarse ground mustard cream baked cheese hamburger sandwich, which is a really fancy way of saying cheeseburger. Wow, really? Like many hamburgers in Japan, KFC's burgers is made from a mix of ground beef and pork. It is, however, 100% chicken-free and is also not fried. Anxious to see how KFC can handle an entree outside its two professed fields of currently expertise, uh, the people who wrote the article decided to give it a shot. It costs $4.490 yen, which is $4.10. It's a few tiers above the cheapest burgers at Mickey D's. So. And it looks... Small and interesting, but look like some dollar menu stuff. Yeah, but it's very generous with the cheese and the sauce that's on the on the burger. It is covered in some sort of creamy white sauce. Ah, and there it is. Of course, Mako Chan. Of course. It's Honestly, a cannon it's a camembert cream sauce. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, this just seems 
so kind of so weird. <clears throat> I mean, KFC introducing a burger to their menu is like Chick Fil A introducing a burger to their menu. Don't give them any ideas. It's like the natural fucking order has been, you know, completely destroyed. Mm. I don't know that I would want two different kinds of cheese with a mustard sauce, though. I would. I wouldn't mind trying it. Mm. Alright, Ari. Wrap it on up. No, it's me. Right. Okay, Marco, trying to wrap it on up. So, uh, yeah. <coughs> Nestle Japan is famous for producing unusual Kit Kats, but this December they are set to release their most unique version yet, a Kit Kat encased in real gold. The golden chocolate is being released to commemorate more than 1 million visitors to Nestle Japan's chocolatory uh, stores. They're located in Kyoto, Tokyo, Nagayo, Osaka, uh, Soparo, and... Uh, Fukuoka. Fukuoka. Yeah, that. Which are entirely entirely dedicated to selling exclusive varieties of premium Kit Kats. Uh, called the Sublime Gold Kit Kat, the unusual offering will be available as a single piece starting at the end of December, retailing for 2016 yen, which, yay, 2016. Uh, it's about $16.41 per one piece of Kit Kat. It's using a premium, rich, bitter-flavored chocolate as its base. And then it's going to be gold-leafed by hand, ensuring that these individually crafted chocolates are among the most sought-after sweets of the holiday. Only 500 bars will be made, and they will be sold exclusively at the nation's eight boutiques. There's also going to be an opportunity to win an actual 24 karat gold version of the iconic chocolate bar. It's going to be 230 grams, which is 8.1 ounces, and customers who sign up for a membership program in January will be in the running to win the unique item. So, yeah. Mm. So 16 and change for one piece of Kit Kat covered in gold leaf. One quarter of a normal Kit Kat bar you'd find at a, at a grocery store or a Wawa or whatever. I would like, you know what, I would like to I would like to see the Japanese Kit Kat uh, logo on American candies. I know, it just looks cooler. I would like to see the Japanese Kit Kats here. Because, yeah, because they they have a wide variety of flavors over there. We have like, you know, three or four occasionally, but they have like a whole library of them like they're yep. M&M colors. They're including the mysterious white Kit Kat. There's cheesecake flavors and butter flavors and green tea flavors and, you know, they've got a bake your own kit for it. I mean, Japan really, really, really likes Kit Kats. <laughs> so, yeah.
also had a J list. I guess if if you're lucky at Asian supermarket, you might find one or two different ones. There's one near me. Yeah, they just they just converted and associated to an Asian supermarket by me. So I was pleasantly surprised to go into my local Target and find that they actually have a small little Asian section. And while they don't have Kit Kats, they do have Pocky. Mm. But if anything, I can always hop the shuttle. I can always take the NJ Transit over to Mitsuo Plaza and pick up some. So that's not so. Yeah, Mitsuo is too far for me. It sucks. More for me. I just want a whole shit ton of strawberry. Mm. And maybe some green tea. Well, if I ever stop by there and check it out, I'll let you know what they have. Awesome. Alright. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. We'll all be back.
So, um, Mako-chan, have you read the papers? Have you read any articles today? Normal stuff. I have not. Yeah, it, it, seems, it seems that your uncle is up to no good. Oh, God, what happened now? Well, 
I guess you heard about the threats against New York City. Your uncle is telling ISIS back the fuck off. <laughs> I oh, read about yeah. that. I, I saw that. Italian mafia to ISIS back off. Oh God. Yo, uh, that's a nice looking uh, crusade you got going on there. Yeah, it'd be an awful shame if something were to, uh, you know, happen to it. You know, things like this kind of happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh God. I could just picture that shit. It's Eight Days of Fallujah meets The Godfather. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, what do you have to do to piss off the mob? The mob? That's what I'm saying. You don't have to do much to piss off the mob. Look, if the mob is well equipped to handle ISIS, then what the fuck are they waiting for? It'd be fun to watch those two go at it. Y yes, y y yes it would. Yes it would. And it's coming from the Gambino crime family. I'm just like, wow. But, anywho. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then tell to another friend, and so on and so forth. We are independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, if you have any questions, thoughts, ideas, flames, planes, trains, automobiles, and so forth, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession, and I believe by the time this episode hits our feed, our AAC uh, review will be going up, and... Yeah, definitely check that out. Ari's one of our best writers, so definitely check out his story. Yep, it's up now. Oh, even better. It's up as we speak. And if you can't access our site for our podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to Google Play. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. This is where we post all of our convention videos. And I am hoping once we go on break, I can actually finish pushing all of the videos up. Uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Our our individual YouTube pages. Um, You can find me at YouTube.com slash DJ Ron S. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako Chan is at Jupe Luna. Follow us there and see some of the videos that we like and stuff that we may even upload. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. That is our not our official uh, Twitter page. So for updates in regards to the website, uh, information about the podcast and so forth, so definitely follow us there. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, um, I'm at Twitter.com slash DGRonMess. Ari is at the Ari Man. And you can find Makachan over at Joe Videa. And Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everybody that follows us on, on Facebook, thank you so much. We love we love and appreciate your support. So as long as you continue to like the page and what we put up there, we'll always bring you a lot more content. So definitely, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash I am DJ Ron Mess or that DJ Ron Mess guy. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. You can find Mako-chan over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. 
And don't forget, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30 with Encore Thursdays at 2. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast. Um, there are other cool geek shows on the network. You definitely want to check out um, Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Knowledge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, which is, com- which is coming down to the end. I think we're down to like the last two episodes of that show. Electric Sisterhood and Girls Gone Wow. You definitely want to check out those shows. Um, let's see. For some reason, the, the outline made some odd change to itself. So let me fix that. Uh, there we go. Sorry. Perfect. Um, that is it. We're going to go around the room. Last words. Sorry. I have to be up at five o'clock again in this like, this whole week. I'm on the midday shift at work. I know that feel all too well. Last words, Makochan. Did we lose her again? Sorry, I was coughing. Oh, okay. I thought we might have to, but... I we might have to poke you with a stick. No, I have to be up early tomorrow, too, since I open. And then when I come home, I get to uh, basically work more around the house. Uh, My last words is this. I have to go back out into the cold and pick up dishwashing liquid so I can wash dishes and have dinner and probably pass out. Because I just finished doing a 12-hour shift. That was kind of fun. Keyword being kind (laughs) of. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, live same time next week, and we will be gearing up for our Christmas special. We I'm thinking about changing it up a little bit, just have a little bit more fun with it. So, and more like, alcohol? Of always more alcohol. So be on the lookout for your invites, and if you didn't get an invite, still come through anyway. But just bring something awesome, like some booze. You know, Marco Chan loves her vodka. And my rum, and my absinthe, and my tequila, and my wine. <laughs> Might as well just say Mako-chan loves booze. Mm. Say that about any of us, really. Yup. Okay. We are definitely getting out of here, so... I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That was very annoying. Yep. She needs to get her licks in. But it wasn't annoying in a good way, either. I could do it better. Don't. I could do it better. Please don't. (laughs) (sighs) Good night, everybody. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. 
Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>